So today I want to speak to you about uh, like our house, right? And so before I do that, let's have a quick recap from last week's sermon, Don't Waste Your Word. So the summary of last week's sermon was God created human beings. He created us to create, right? He built us to build. He created human beings to create, build, and steward. Work reflects our worship. Our worship of God will not stop on Sunday, but will continue throughout the week. And you can check out the app for last week's recording. Um, some things I just want to share is perhaps you want to update your resume. Maybe you want to think about opening up a LinkedIn account. And if you're like, oh, I'm not tech savvy. If you're a member of this church, right, reach out to us. And we have people in our church that can help you with a basic resume and help you uh, upload a LinkedIn account. You may also want to enroll in this program called Text to Work. And we'll put the we'll set we'll put the link in the chat soon. But it's from nyc.gov, and they have like uh, an employment texting thing. If you're looking for work, and you you put down your experience and what kind of industry you want, they'll start texting you openings. Um, and then we also learned that church services help fuel us fuel us to be a testimony, a good testimony at work, work with a good attitude unto the Lord. And knowing our identity in Christ will help us enhance our self-image. Amen? And so that was last week. Don't waste your work. So this week, we want to talk about our house, right? And so the summary is um, our home is where our heart is, right? And if our heart is after God, that reflects in our home. We have a new heart in Christ, but we still have to eat, sleep, and live, right? We still need a bed. We still need a refrigerator. And um, we want our homes to be a haven and the harbor of peace. Uh, growing up in the Lord, I've seen many people who could sing powerful on Sunday, who could preach, who could testify, who could lead children's chapel, but their home life was a wreck, Right? The house did not reflect what God was doing in their lives. And I'm not trying to tell you like, oh, clean your house or whatever, and meddle in your business. But what I am saying is that when God begins to do a new work in your life, it needs to spill out to the people closest to you and to your environment. We have to design our environment to where we're going, not to what God took us out of. All right? Let's pray. Father, I pray that you would anoint this message that we will be anointed, Lord God, to take hospitality seriously. We'll be anointed to shift the environment and design of our dwelling place. And that, Lord, that we will be motivated to make you the center of our living condition. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So here's some text scriptures for your heart. 1 Timothy 3.5. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? Ooh, ouch. Proverbs 24, 3. By wisdom, a house is built, and by understanding, it is established. Numbers 24, 5 through 6. How lovely are your tents, O Jacob, your encampments, O Israel, like palm groves, groves that stretch afar, like gardens besides a river, 
like aloes that the Lord has planted, like cedar trees besides the water. Lord, I, I pray that the Lord will give you a prophetic picture that we, we know the temple's the body, the tent is our house, and the tabernacle's our church. I pray that there's something about the anointing that rests on this ministry, that you begin to take care of your temple, that you begin to beautify and spiritualize your tent, and that we will all put our hands to the plow in building God's tabernacle. John chapter 1, verse 38 through 42, it says, Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, What are you seeking? And they said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? And he said to them, come and you will see. So they came and saw where he was staying, and they stayed with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. One of the two who heard John speak and follow Jesus was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother Simon and said to him, we have found the Messiah, which means Christ. He brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of Jonah. You shall be called Cephas, which means Peter. So Jesus' ministry started with a, a, a large jump start in Jesus' ministry in terms of mobilizing the apostles started with hospitality. They said, Where you stay? He said, Come see. And then there was another miracle that they were in Jesus' house and they broke his roof and they brought a man down and he healed their man. Man, Jesus had a place to stay. Now, we know as he grew his ministry, there was no hospitality for him. But that's another part of the sermon. But check this out. It started, right? The, the recruitment, the mobilization, the, 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 the introduction of the apostles started with, come to my house. Are you ready to tell somebody, come to my house? Are you ready somebody to serve somebody some, some good coffee, right? Some spill BK coffee for Sade's coffee. Put on some good worship music in the background, and share your testimony? Are you ready for that? Titus chapter 1, verse 7 through 8 says, For an overseer, as God's steward, must be above reproach. He must not be arrogant, or quick-tempered, or drunkard, or violent, or greedy for gain, but hospitable, a lover of good, self-control, upright, holy, and disciplined. Listen, this is Paul's qualification of a leader. He starts with hospitality. I love the word hospitality. It kind of like denotes hospital. People get healed. People receive micro-healings of scars and scabs in hospitable, holy environments. Hospitality. Luke, uh, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 33. They said, The Lord's curse is on the house of the wicked, but he blesses the home of the righteous. How many people want a blessed home? He blesses the home. I pray that your home will be blessed, that your apartment will be blessed. Even if it's a studio, praise the Lord, it'll be a sanctified studio. Hallelujah. Even if it's a railroad apartment, right? It'll be a righteous railroad apartment. Praise the Lord. So one of the big ideas I want to share was Jesus' favorite place was Bethany. Matthew chapter 8, verse 20 says, And Jesus said, Foxes have holes, holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Check it out. The creator of the universe, incarnate in Jesus of Nazareth, was rejected in every quarter which he stepped. From the womb to the tomb, right? He had to leave um, 
Nazareth. He had to leave Bethlehem. He had to go to Egypt. He had to leave Egypt, go back. No, yeah, Bethlehem to Egypt to Nazareth, right? And he was always moving around. Galilee, he was rejected in Bethlehem. There was no room in the inn. He was rejected in Nazareth. Remember, the prophet was not honored in his own hometown. He was rejected by his own family. His sisters and brothers didn't believe him until after the resurrection. He was rejected in Samaria. James and John wanted to shake and bake the city for rejecting Jesus. They were like, Lord, can I send some lightning? He was rejected in Jerusalem when he was cru crucified. God in the flesh was rejected everywhere he went. But he loved this place called Bethany. During the six days preceding the crucifixion, Jesus visited Jerusalem in the daytime and retreated to Bethany to spend the night. He spent the last six nights of his earthly life in Bethany when he found ref refuge, repose, safety, acceptance, and peace. He was loved at Bethany. He was honored at Bethany. He was anointed at Bethany. And he was, they made room for the Lord and his disciples in Bethany. May your house be a little Bethany. May our church be a little Bethany. When people visit your house, do they know you love Jesus? One time Ethan had a friend. His name was Alexis. He came, he was like, y'all really love God. <laughs> he saw the scriptures and the stickers and the church flyers and the Bibles. <laughs> when people go to your house, do they know you're a member of Summit Church? Do they know you're a Christian? Do they know you love order and peace? Praise the Lord. Sometimes there's clues to what we like in our house. So we have to make sure that Jesus is honored at this space. See, Bethany, they had a big house. They had a big house. There's scriptures of Jesus being reclined at the table, relaxing in Bethany. Praise the Lord. I pray that your home will have a Bethany anointing. That when people go there, they will sense God's peace. They will sense, they will, they will sense that Jesus is the center of your life. And I'm not talking about a, book, a bunch of big pictures of Jesus. But like, listen, fam. Some scriptures, some magnets, a picture of you in church, maybe a fly, a church flyer or something, you know. But let, there has to be some clues that you love Jesus in your house. Amen? All right. Another big idea is that we have to take care of our homes. Proverbs 24.3 says, By wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established. You don't have to wait for dollars to live with dignity, fam. 1 Corinthians 14.33 says, For God is not a God of disorder, but peace, as in all the meetings of God's holy people. Right? He was talking about designing the service. But our lives should be designed with peace. Meditate and look at the design of God's temple, his tabernacle, and in heaven, in Revelation 21, 22, Jesus says, in my Father's house, there are many mansions. We're talking about streets of gold. We're talking about onyx and, and, and pearl and all that beautiful stuff. And, and I'm not telling you to have like a gaudy apartment, right? Like Versailles or whatever. But man, God likes nice things. <laughs> you know, I, I heard a preacher once say that Genesis 1, 2 might have been a building site. Because God told them, hey, Adam, in this place, there's onyx, there's gold, there's pearl, 
And a lot of that material that he pointed out in Genesis chapter, I mean, Genesis 2 was used as building material in Revelation chapter 21. Check out this scripture, talking about Solomon's wisdom and Queen of Sheba. Second, Corinthians, Second Chronicles 9.3, it says, And when the Queen of Sheba had seen, ooh, not heard, seen the wisdom of Solomon, the house that he had built. They were talking about how the attendants dressed, his attendants were dressing. But look at, look at, she saw the wisdom. Do people see your wisdom in your workspace? Do people see the wisdom in your house? Do people see your wisdom in uh, your, your, your social media footprint? Right? They seen the wisdom in the house he built. I pray that as you're a disciple to grow in the things of God, that will be seen in your space. I've never heard a picture like this, Dana. To the next level. All right, and the last big idea, and this is not for everybody, this is for my apartment dwellers, right? Live ready to leave. You ever move, and you know, you get people help you to move, you get a mover or whatever, and you think, dude, I have way too much stuff, right? And then you'd be like, man, next time I move, it's gonna be one, two, three, right? It's gonna be a van, not a, not a box truck. I remember I moved once, to um, from Crown Heights to Greenpoint, dude, there was so many boxes. <laughs> I remember my last. I, I remember there was like four more boxes left, and I brought one box up, and I was I collapsed. I couldn't do any more. And then the neighbor at the time was like, "Oh, you left some boxes in the hallway," and I was like, "Bro, they're gonna have to stay there till the morning." And then the neighbor brought it up. The neighbor was a pastor, and I said, "Man, I gotta cut down." And then we moved from Greenpoint to Bed-Stuy, and there was still a lot, maybe a little less, still a lot of, you know, there was still a lot of boxes. Uh, my aunt and dad helped us get some movers, to help, some super strong movers to help us. But when we moved from Bed-Stuy to Bay Ridge, it was a lot easier. We, uh, I think Pastor Kenny and Brother Pete was there. It was like one, two, three. We had these amazing movers. We cut down a lot of stuff. We threw out a lot of stuff. So, think about the stuff, you know, beware of clutter. Sometimes we have clutter because we get nostalgic of how our life used to be. Because we have nothing to look forward to. But as we grow as disciples and we have always something to look forward to, we don't need the attachments to the past no more. Because we have a vision for the future. May you have more dreams than memories. All right. And then you ever been so so less so um, just materialism. Be careful. Start throwing things out. Live ready to leave. Right. Act like you got to move next week. Start throwing things out that you don't need. Right. I remember uh, one of my me and sister Anna's friends from a chiropractor's office, Sister Marianne, great sister, and she was sending me some stuff about minimizing during Lent, and it was beautiful. Right. And it's so important that we just we we, we just get rid of what we don't need. Amen. And that we don't buy unnecessary things to fill a void. All right, so another thing. You ever had an apartment you hate but you were stuck? You have to save money, brothers and sisters. This is not from the Bible, whatever. This is just an old pastor with a lot of experience that's seen a lot of things. I advise you to always try to have enough finances in your back 
bank to move if you have to. Let that be your goal, right? As, as you try to fix your credit, just set aside some money. Pay yourself, pay, give your unto the Lord, and pay yourself, right? And pay yourself, save some money. So if you ever have to move, you have enough finances to move, right? Proverbs chapter 21, verse 20 says, Precious treasure and oil in the wise man's dwelling, but the foolish man devours it, right? So don't devour all, all, all your finances. Save some, right? And take care. Be a steward of what you have. Uh, Proverbs 21, 31 says, A horse is ready for the day of battle, but the victory belongs to the Lord, right? So they have a horse, they have soldiers, but they know God is in charge of the victory. But they're not trusting God with no horses. They're not trusting God with no swords. They're ready. They're ready for war, but they know they need God's help. So listen, just get ready. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Amen? So fight materialism. Know your rights as a tenant. Save enough money to move. That's stewardship. And keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open for other opportunities, other places to live, other places to work, um, things to do. Keep your eyes open. Amen? So, we're done. Big ideas, I hope that stays in your heart. Set the atmosphere in your home with Bethany in mind. I pray that your house will be Jesus' favorite place. Amen? Will be Jesus' favorite place. And that he will be welcoming your house, and you'll be hospitable, and you'll be ready. And hospitality is a spirit, right? If you don't have, if you can't host people, it's a spirit. It could be taking somebody out to eat. I've seen many people get breakthroughs. Many people get breakthroughs in restaurants, right? I've seen Pastor Ray change people's lives in Peter Pan Donut Shop, right? Because he's always ready to host, right? So have a hospitable spirit in your home, in your finances, uh, even at work, right? Be hospitable in your space, invite people into your space, encourage them. So set the atmosphere, be like a Bethany, uh, take care of your homes, be a good steward of what you have, what you need, and live ready to leave. Amen? Can I pray for you? Heavenly Father, I come before you in the name of Jesus, and I pray for everyone, Lord. I know there's many people stressed out. They got they got toxic neighbors, toxic landlords. I've been there, Lord. It's, it's bad. Father, I pray that you will make a way for them like the way you made a way for me. Yeah. I've lived in places with shootouts, drug dealers. I've lived in places with noisy neighbors, criminals. I've seen the FBI. i see police. But you took us out, Lord God. Father, I pray that you do the same thing for them. I pray that everyone's home, Lord God, will be will just have clues written all over it that they're Jesus people. And that they're members of Summit Church. I pray that we will take care of our homes. I pray for supernatural stewardship. I pray that you'll give us routines, systems, Lord God, to take care of our finances, take care of our bodies, take care of our homes, our uh, temples, our tents, our tabernacles. And that we'll live ready to leave, Lord God. That we won't have too many attachments to the things in the past. That we'll have enough finances in the bank to take advantage of other opportunities. Yeah. That we will have our finances in order. That if we wanted to apply for special programs, that we're ready to apply. Yes. Father, I pray, Lord God, that we will get rid of the unnecessary stuff. Yes. 
because we want grow, we want people to see our wisdom. We want people to see you in us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you, fam. Oh, it's 11.55. Well, that's the one hour of power. Praise the Lord. I want to thank everybody for watching. I want to remind you guys that uh, next week we're going to be in person. In person, and we're going to have a great time in the Lord. And so try to bring your mom or whatever. Even if you just bring yourself. We're going, to, we're going to talk about the Lord, not just moms. Amen. We're going to talk about the Lord. Amen. And we're going to encourage one another. All right, fam. Uh, thank you so much. Shout out to everybody watching. And we'll see you soon. Amen. We'll see you uh, Wednesday. Amen. All right. God bless.